0: History 101. All right, well, let's kick off Condemned, Condemned. Criminal Origins.
1: <laughs> so, would I be right, I, that, I, I had a bit of trouble with the research here, because obviously with the different release dates and the different sort of countries and stuff like that, is this mm. a launch game for America?
0: It is not. I think I it misappropriately here. stated yeah. that it was on an episode. I think I have to. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh... But no, this game had a, a pretty similar uh, release date, uh, I think, across the board. Um, yes, it did. Okay, so uh, it came out November 16th, 2005 on the Xbox 360, which actually, I think the 360 did come out in 2005. So I would say this is a launch window release. Yeah, yeah. But definitely not a launch day release. Um, but, uh but, and then you guys got it shortly after that, December 2nd, yeah. 2005. Um, and then Japan gets it August 31st, 2006. <laughs> Fantastic. To which I'm not even sure why. I don't know how Japan feels about this game. I definitely know how Japan feels about the Xbox, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't think it was much talked about. Uh, this game also saw a PC re- re-release, um, mm. or rather, porting, uh, yeah. The, the following year, April 11th, 2006 in America, April 13th, 2006 in Europe. Um, I guess previously it had fun Microsoft Windows DRM and all that because it was part <laughs> of the Games for Windows platform. Um, Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have that anymore, and you can pick this up in various places, uh, such as Direct to Drive, Green Man Gaming, Steam. Yeah. Um, this is one of those weird games on PC where if you pick it up on really any website, including like Amazon and Green Man Gaming, which traditionally sell Steam keys, you Mm -hmm. do not get the Steam key. So be very careful when you're buying these if you absolutely must have it for Steam. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the, the version of the game is the same. But if you absolutely want it in your Steam hub, you will need to probably buy that, you know, straightforward on Steam. Um, it goes on sale from time to time. I think it sells for 15 bucks, which I, I feel is a fair price, uh, but it pales in comparison to, you know, sometimes it goes on sale probably about $3, $4, bucks. Uh, but it's, it, it's pretty rare these days. Like, I think Sega feels that they've gotten all the sales they're going to out of that. <laughs> it was not on the Halloween sale most recently. I know, that's so, price so, yeah. one. That, yeah. Um. But uh, on Xbox 360, you know, it's a couple bucks, it's um, so cheap. Over, I, I saw. I was just in a um, a
1: store called CEX over here. Or you've heard of this one, Fred Sex? <laughs> yes, yes. And sex. it's only two pound for the original and for the sequel. It's only two pound on three sixty.
0: Yep, and this is one of the games that, while the sequel was on PS3 as well, um, the original yeah. this original one was only on 360 and PC. Mm-hmm. So those are the only two places you can find it. Um, the playthrough I did was on the PC, a non-Steam version, a direct-to-drive version, uh, because I bought it on Gamefly way back in the day and finally did it. Um Gonna go through a little bit of a bitch trying to get this to run on um, not on modern PCs, but uh, through the Direct2Drive DRM and whatnot. But uh, eventually, it'll it'll work out. And I don't think Direct2Drive specifically sells it; they just handle the server for the uh, the previously purchased versions on um, GameFly, which I gotta give a little credit to. The idea maybe they do sell it, but the idea that they have the game available, if only just to take up server space, um, to support people who had bought from from those games, uh, from that, that website, is pretty cool. Um, it does not support a controller out of the box. It claims to, but all the controller covers is um, movement and mouse. They still expected you to use a keyboard um, to, like, attack and stuff like that, which is pretty foolish. Now, I used XPatter, and there is a pre-built profile that's pretty good. You'll need to tweak a couple of things, such as Taser, which is not... Um, planned for and you will definitely need a taser to oh, get yeah. through the finer points of this game um, and i had to remove stuff around now jam on the 360 version can you change the controller configuration or is it just a set it's pretty set yeah i don't, I don't think you can alter it you
1: can obviously do the typical like you know change your invert the axis oh, the stuff X-axis, yeah, yeah those um, sort of
0: things but it's yeah it's pretty stat- it's pretty so, set so what is hit what is attack
1: um well attack would have been the that would be the right the right trigger. Okay. This one. And so, then yeah. block is left trigger? Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. it was. Yeah. Okay, the the way it naturally worked on the PC with this configuration I had was left bumper was attack. Mm, right trigger was build. block. <laughs> yeah, right trigger was block. Um right bumper was kick. You know that click function. <laughs> okay, yeah. And left trigger was something else. I had to remap it and I basically did the, the setup you're talking about. My yeah, setup yeah. was basically eventually in anybody who needs help with this, write in and I'll tell you what how I mapped it because I kept mm-hmm. the profile saved. Um, but basically it was I oh left trigger was run on the old command. So I switched run to clicking in um yeah. the left stick, L three. Uh, which which one? the three hundred and sixty. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's and that's pretty standard for for controller mapping. Um, mm-hmm. Attack was right trigger. Block was yep. left trigger. Yep. Taser was right bumper. Yep. And kick was left bumper for me. That's how I. As
1: uh, so, kick was actually clicking the right stick for the three hundred and sixty, uh, which bit, which, which actually felt
0: weird to me. <laughs> so doing that. Gotcha. The other thing yeah. which I'll talk about real quick is there were weird commands like. Rotate your weapon, which I thought you could only carry one weapon at a time, so I have no oh. idea why there was a weapon rotation. Huh. Um, I weird. think you could yeah. switch to fists, but why would you? Um, huh. Actually, that kind of makes
1: sense. Yeah, maybe you could put – I think you could put away
0: your weapon. Yes, yes, and there was put away yeah. a weapon and stuff like that. And those were mapped to one, two, three, and 4 on the yeah. keyboard. Well, the only reason this ever mattered was, one – which was some sort of command that I never used in the game and you don't have to, is the, for the final boss, it's the grab their shoulder command where you start the uh, the automated sequences where you kill the boss slowly, <laughs> which we'll get to later. But... Um, If you get stuck on that, guys, it's one. So I had this weird thing where I'm fighting the boss. Whenever he would drop to his knees, I'd have to run over to him. And you can see it kind of in the video. I have to find in the dark the keyboard number one and press it real quick to trigger those events. And if you watch in my playthrough, there's a time where I beat him to death over and over again and get the prompt (laughs) to grab the shoulder. And I'm trying every button under the sun and cannot figure it out. I ended up having to sift through uh, 15 minutes of Steam um, forums and I do sadly think that all made it into the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to edit it and I didn't want to delay it. So there you go. That's, that's a little bit of uh, inside baseball. But so the PC version, not the greatest version, but it runs great. Uh, just right click, run in compatibility mode for Windows 7. You should be fine. Um, and all the functionality works there aside from, for some reason, even though it's a DirectX 9 game, Play didn't work with it. Um, mm. Although thinking back, it might have been DirectX 8. This might have just skipped in under DirectX 9, um, which is why ShadowPlay wouldn't record it. So I had to do the old capture card thing. Uh, but all in all, it works very well uh, on PC. Uh, I, I don't. Th- I mean, you sound like you've watched a couple of the videos. It didn't look like I uh, no, it looks, it looks was having any yeah. issues. So, um, but uh, anyway, so. Yes, so that's that's all about uh, what you can come expect from the different versions. Uh, otherwise, I do think <laughs> the two versions are pretty much the same. I, I mean, was, you know, was going to say, I, I really don't see a huge difference between them. I guess, you know... It runs at 720p 30 on the Xbox One, yeah. or on the Xbox 360, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Easy confusion. Uh, so, yeah. It runs at 1080p 30 on the PC. And mm-hmm. I did not jack with any INI files or whatever to make it run at 60 frames a second. Although I don't think this is a game that needs sixty frames a second, I think it runs just fine at thirty. I had no problems with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So, Jam, let's ask one quick question: Do you find this game to be a horror game? That's so a
1: tough question, actually, which I actually talk about in my review really, but yeah, mm-hmm. But um, I kind of see condemned as a as a sort of it's a very similar in vein to films like Seven. And um, another film I watched not too long ago called um, *The Bone Collector*
0: oh, as yes. well, where
1: it's, got, it's kind of like it's I, I, a little bit loosely more to that film. But I, I, I actually quite a bit of a fan of these sort of like kind of serial killer kind of um, films. It has its moments though. There are some general sort of weird moments, but. The bits that some people would kind of consider scary, I don't really feel fit in with this game, which we'll kind of get to, I think, a bit more in a game. I'm obviously, referring to the ending, so
0: <laughs> which is a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, um, and and he, like you had said, kind of with the bone collector and stuff. Um, you know, you play as a. I guess he's an FBI agent, but he doesn't seem to have. He's kind of like a forensics expert. I don't think he's actual an actual kind
1: of cop per se. He's just he works in that department.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's part of the SCU, and I don't know what the SCU is, so to speak, but, um, anyway, um, and so, yeah, right at the beginning of the game, we're basically met with, uh, oh, yeah, and actually, sorry to jump backwards real quick. That's alright. To me, yeah, I I feel that there are some jump scare parts to this game. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And tension is extremely high. Yeah. Uh, certain levels, especially, oh, most namely the library. Mm Mm-hmm. The school, the, 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 the department store of the
1: mannequins. <laughs> yeah, and even the subways. Level 4, the oh, subway.
0: Yeah. Um, you're just kind of on edge. You're mm. just kind of nervous. And uh, both, uh, both of the... It's only in stereo, I believe, on um, PC. I do okay. have a 5.1 PC. And so when it has 5.1, it sends it out. And it didn't for this. So I had to do five. Or I, I used my receiver to manipulate stereo into... um but on the 360 it's definitely in 5.1 um Mm -hmm. and uh if you play with surround sound you know as guys are running around behind you and stuff you can definitely hear them Mm -hmm. that's
1: what i think that's where a lot of this game's strength is is that i I think the sound is actually despite sort of the flaws it's actually quite effective in this game
0: i'm gonna Um, fucking kill you (laughs) and you're like where is that
1: guy Yeah. One of my first bits at the beginning of that game, where he should, where, you know, that where he aims his gun to the the first hobo you find, he goes, "Freeze, police!" and he's the guy just says, "Fuck you!" Yeah, it's
2: just the best part ever.
0: Just... Yeah, this is one of the earliest games to really go, you know, because GTA never said fuck until I think I know, they had yeah. one random one in uh, in. Uh, um, Vice City, and then they went off the cuff in San Andreas. But this is one of the earlier games that started swearing on a regular basis. This is is Um,
1: lots and lots of F-bombs. These are
0: not polite hobos. (laughs) No, no. And we never do figure out, are they hobos? Are they drug addicts? Are they what? They're they're all kinds of things.
1: They're they're, they're messed up. Some of the enemies of this game are crazy. uh...
0: Yes, definitely. And we'll kind of talk about those as we we go along. So, um, I don't know. I guess it's – let's – let's just jump into it so
1: yeah
0: we, we, i don't, I don't know if we actually mentioned the main character is actually called ethan <laughs> so the, the uh, yes. guy so players, uh, so. our protagonist is ethan thomas mm-hmm. member of the scu <laughs> and uh and as the game opens up uh, he's pulling up to a crime scene yeah. uh where local pd are there i think there's a detective and a and an officer with him mm-hmm. and you kind of get taken through the building you know, um, I do think it's a cool time to show off lighting and I don't know if you could tell, how are the lighting effects on 360? I can't remember. Not
1: not bad at all, actually, considering it they, they kind of, it felt very sort of, um, Doom Free esque where mm. blacks are very black <laughs> and right. in this game.
0: Yeah, and it's got weird shades, even on the PC version. Um, mm. it, it's got weird kind of shades, which you could probably tell in the recording. It's not just YouTube's compression, it's also just the way the game runs. Um... But you start to see that live light is going to play a part in this uh, as you yeah. walk through shadowy, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's dynamic light. It doesn't shift or anything, but it is. No, no, it's sort of, yeah. Fixed, it's set but... in place. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and the, uh, the the flashlight's definitely dynamic lighting. Um, yes. But you don't have that right now. Um, uh yeah, yeah you get it quite shortly after
1: because it, it's it's kind of this is kind of like the tutorial this first section you're guided through each bit and they they kind of gently break to you how to do each sort of the mechanics you know like oh yo here's well they, it's, i think he even says right quite close to the beginning before you enter the room of the forensic scene or oh, turn your flashlight on and then that's why ah, yes you, yeah but on the 360 it pops up with i'll uh, press the y button to turn on your flashlight and those sort of things but um
0: yeah, we I, I mean, should point out real quick. This is developed by um, Monolith. Monolith, yeah. And Monolith mm. is, uh, they're responsible for fear, if I'm not correct.
1: Uh, responsible for the first two, fear, well, fear and fear 2 right. um, and the expansions. Um, as well as, because uh, they've obviously done a few of They've done a few Lord of the Rings. Re- do you remember Tron 2.0? Yes. Because they did that as Monolith, well. Monolith did Tron 2.0, which is a great game. Which I which I think is very underrated and kind of forgotten about these days as well. Yeah, um, for the people they, that pro- yeah. Character. They did
0: also do Blood 2, which was kind yeah. of their first first-person shooter. Um, mm-hmm. Kiss Psycho Circus, all right. Mm-hmm. If you've never played that, but uh, yeah. And
2: one of the best games they ever
1: did was the operative No One Lives Forever and the sequel, um, A Spy in Harm's Way,
0: yes, H-A-R-M-M-M-M-M-M. They love their acronyms, don't I love they? It, yeah. um, so. Yep, and most recently, they've done stuff like Gotham City Impostors and whatnot, but... uh, Yeah, there there was another time (laughs) where they did some really cool stuff. Um, And so this uses their Jupiter EX engine, which I had to go check. The only reason I bring up the engine is because, man, is this a shiny game. People's skin just looks like everybody's gotten third-degree burns and covered themselves (laughs) in Vaseline. (laughs)
1: everyone and, looks like a leather sofa
0: <laughs> yes yes and uh and this is early 360 so the yes. graphics look good but people don't you're not going to have any fear of uncanny valley with ethan thomas he's very clearly a game character as are anyone you're talking to but you know the lips match up so i'll take it
1: but I mean,
0: yeah the, the character models aren't certainly the strongest here but,
1: <laughs> so, right. and it, but you are, well yeah i was gonna say, um, um, the, but, but I think what the when I first when we when you first be this game when you first play the first level the thing that I quite admire even today is just the atmosphere this game causes you know you feel like you're kind of going through this abandoned building really and you know looking into this crime scene um and then it, it shows it even more when the first thing you do is um go to a internet site you we start it starts to go through the forensics of so get the friend this sort of gimmick that's never really been done much in gaming I mean some examples would be recent games Batman like um, yeah, i know yeah that's what i'm speaking of straight away kind of does it i forgot what the game's called on the xbox it's also on the pc called um silent something silent life or oh, still life sorry still life that's it oh
0: still life yeah, yeah on the original xbox yeah still life had some of this forensic stuff mm. um never did get around to playing still life is that any good
1: Apparently it is something okay. worth playing. Um, I, I, I haven't played it myself yet. I actually have the 360 version but it's obviously it's
0: clearly one of those games I need to get Wait, to. Wait, there's a 360 version of Still yep. Life? Uh, not Sorry, not 360. Uh, original Oh Xbox. yes, that I do know. Yeah, I have yeah. that version. I was just making sure. I was like, wow, that got upported? Is that a mm. Europe-only thing? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no. But yes, and, and again, I think this is a little more basic than Still Life. Um, you know what? We should also point out there might be mild crime scene stuff like this in... Um, I think it's in, in Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. There's like searching for clues and stuff like this. But in Condemned, it's very streamlined. Um, yeah, very linear. Yeah, and, you uh, come to a body for a character called the matchmaker. Um, he's a serial killer you're chasing down. Or at least it's his MO. Yeah. And um, it's a bunch of mannequins sized up. Um, looking well, at a, a, there is one body. dead body. Is it looking at a, looking at a body, body, body? Is what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Which is a female, and traditionally the victims are females, um, mm-hmm. tied up, strangled, yep. um, and then left for dead. She looks pretty creepy. I know. Looks, yeah, <laughs> looks legitimately like a dead body that's been through the ringer. Um, and uh, and you proceed to, you know, use uh, infrared to kind of see where. Yeah. Um, where some things are. You see the strangulation marks on her neck. And everything you need is just built kind of for you. There's a, there's a tool yeah. button. It's, very gu- it's a very guided experience. It's just, you know,
1: express, you know, they, they Especially on the 360, it'll tell you, it's all, it's all press X to do this, you, know, you um, press this to get your camera. And mine just says,
0: like, use tool button, but it's the same thing. And so yeah. for yeah. me, I think it was B was the tool button. So you just press it, you whip out the tool, you look for what you're looking for, and then you hit the trigger button. And if you need multiple devices, you just, once you get near them, it changes what it tells you to do and mm. you switch it over. Um, but you use it to, I think you grab a, don't you grab a handprint?
2: On the uh, you get...
0: Because yeah,
1: you do the strangulation, you get the handprint, you figure out that the, um, the, the matchmaker ha- is missing a finger, basically.
0: Ah, oh, um, yes, that's but, right. You get a single fingerprint.
1: <laughs> um, it's a very immersive experience, and I think even though it is very linear, it's actually quite enjoyable. You really sort of feel like you're learning a bit. It's uh, obviously very story-driven, of course, so... <laughs>
0: Oh, and I just thought about L.A. Noir might be another one. People are screaming at the screen when you're oh, looking oh, over point. crime yeah, scenes. Yeah. Uh, Hold but, on. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought about that as I'm like, so you're just kind of wandering around looking at a crime scene a la L.A. Noire. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, then, and then the action part of the game decides to bull its way in. Um, yep. <laughs> and the power goes out. Yep. And uh, the, uh, the cops like, oh, God damn it. Uh, this and that. And, uh, um, you hear bums kind of running around <laughs> Which and that's,
1: yeah, I mean, that's what I quite liked is you hear footsteps and stuff like, like Like it does sound like it's upstairs and stuff. And
0: yes, yes. And then also the last part is, um, I forgot before the power goes out and all this stuff, um, the officer you're with, the detective goes, I smell smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your, put your cigarette out officer. And he's like, I'm I not care. smoking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, which is funny cause you would think like a detective and a beat cop would know, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't, maybe they don't talk that much, but everything I've seen in the shield has taught mm-hmm. me that they know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so you end up going into, um, into a room where I forgot originally it was going to be the officer was going to go looking for the matchmaker and you and the detective were going to go somewhere. And I know what that's for. That's to put the player at ease and be like, oh, okay, cool. We of don't course, have to yeah. do the scary thing. We get to be with the detective. And then plans change. Do you remember this? I think it's yeah. I think it's because <laughs> the power goes out. They change their plans. Mm-hmm. And the officer and the detective go looking for the matchmaker. And you have to go turn on the power. Yeah, um, that's it. And I just try to imagine if this really happened, would the FBI agent be the one turning on the power in this scenario? Would he even be the one giving or er, obeying orders in this scenario? Probably not. But uh, that being said, it gives you an excellent opportunity to go meet and fight hobos. Absolutely. So- um <laughs> And that's kind of what happens. You get on the phone and you whip out your gun, right? So you're yeah, like, yeah, okay, gun, cool, yeah. this is going to be a shooter. I like this. They're fucking with you a lot in this opening yes, scene. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, of course, you talked about when you find the first hobo. Um, does he break through a wall? Uh, he, no, he, I guess he, he, runs, he just comes he out to, of a corner. He runs to the side.
1: He looks like he jostles on the, a table a bit. And like he just... he, he like, Wash some stuff off just to kind of introduce himself, and then and he goes and hides in the corner, that's <laughs> that's right, as hobos that's right. do. So,
0: and I just shot him in the face.
1: Yep, yep, me too.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> and, and I was thinking at this point, oh this goes easy. I've got my gun, and these stupid hobos have got their their poles and
0: planks, and <laughs> so. yeah, exactly, yeah. Because in the beginning, they do bring melee weapons to a gunfight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And they actually run, run after you. So it was
0: just yeah, crazy. yeah, I know. The, the AI needs you to kill. By the end of this, no matter what you've done, Ethan has killed so many people. I know. <laughs> Despite just, where the story goes with this game, <laughs> Just wiping the vermin out, you know. he killing rats, but still. Um, we should also point out, at this time, this is where you start getting into the collectibles in the game that are for every level. Every level has three metal pieces. Yep. I never pieces. understood the significance of the metal no, pieces, but yeah. uh, you'll find them very easily. They're in corners with a bunch of eyes drawn all over the wall. Um, mm-hmm. But as you go later in the game, it becomes a little harder to see those things. Um, I've played this game before and collected everything. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that this time. Um, how about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I was the same. I, I was just kind of playing to enjoy it this time. Really, um, you don't really. You, I think they. The only purpose they
0: even serve is just for achievements. I believe. Yep. yep. That's it. You can also find Xbox 360s. Um, oh, that's throughout. great, isn't it? Is that on the PC as well? Yes, but no. <laughs> this is kind of one of those bass backwards kind of things. The Xbox 360 has been removed, uh-huh. but the achievements are there. Yeah. And when you turn it off, it says, you found Xbox 360 achievement, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's kind of funny to me, is you get an achievement for finding the Xbox 360, but it's not there um so who knows who knows i thought it would have been great if it was there but no you just turn off static etvs um and then there's also dead birds dead birds are the most common of the collectibles there's a lot of them in every level yep they're everywhere (laughs) and there's not a lot of rhyme or reason as to where they're located that's that's guide territory right there for you um but uh anyway and this is where you start walking through dark rooms with the flashlight um Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was feeling fine until you get to a point where um, you get to the power box. And I don't know if you remember what happens when you get to the power box, but you go chasing after... Or no, does a guy come out of left field?
1: Well, you... I think you actually you, you lose, you lose your... Um... Well, yeah, what
0: happens is there's an open door right next to the power box. And I think you get knocked down by a yeah. bum or something and your gun drops and slides away from you and you see who you think is the matchmaker but it ends mm-hmm. up being uh, mr x i guess we'll call him um uh, yeah who picks up the uh your gun and then closes the door and walks away <laughs> oh but before he does that he points at you and goes bah. bang
1: I, right. I did like that <laughs> That's quite yes, a cool he's, little... <laughs> he's
0: a nice and, and subtle creepster um And then the real game starts. I would say this is where the real game starts. And right (laughs) next to you is a small pipe in the wall. And you'll find a lot of these. All the objects you can find will be random pickups throughout the game. And they even have uh, specs. Mm -hmm. They have damage, Damage, speed, block, and reach. And they'll tell you, oh, well, this one can reach and do more damage, but this one's faster and all this stuff. So you can kind of compare what you're picking up. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal favorite weapon you uh, picked up throughout the game?
1: I found the, it may sound sort of uh, generic, but the fire axe was always the winner, I felt. Ah, good um,
0: old fire axe, yes.
1: But for the standard ones, I thought it was the good old um, school paper
0: shredder. <laughs> so, paper shredder's good too. Now, you don't get the paper shredder th- until you're later. about halfway through. Uh, level two has your first fire axe, and technically you could carry these weapons throughout an entire yeah, level if they you chose to hang on to them.
1: They don't degrade. I mean, they get blood on them and stuff, you know, because which is obviously, yep. um, but they don't sort of break or anything, which is surprising,
0: really, considering you know some of them are literally just planks of wood. But what, what was your favorite? Sometimes one? they're planks of wood on fire, and somehow they never burn out. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, my personal favorite was the large pipe. Maybe it's the steam pipe. Whatever the larger pipe is, it's got a little steam valve on it. Um, that was my favorite regular weapon. I tend to lean towards the sledgehammer. And the paper cutter uh, later on in, in the game. Um, but, uh, and the sledgehammer and the fire axe both have very interesting mechanics because they can block most things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take a long time to kind of wrap up a swing and hit people. Um, and uh, they have randomly an attack where they, you just kind of butt someone in the face with the long end of, of their handle. Mm-hmm. And you never, I, I couldn't tell when that was ever going to happen. Did you? I thought it was just yeah,
1: random. Yeah, it, it feels very randomized. You're not really in control of that. So it's just, right. yeah. Obviously, you the, are in control of blocking stuff, though.
0: Yes, and so block is relatively tight timing. Um, not ridiculous, but uh, I never really nailed blocking.
2: Uh,
1: it's uh, its not so much as, it's more, you've got to kind of watch the enemy, because a lot of the, the enemies do this kind of, you know, psych, they psych you out a lot. They do this whole, oh, like, you hit out. them once. Yeah, yeah they, they sort of, they when you hit them once, they'll kind of stumble over, but then they'll use their hand to follow through a lot to try and, you know, try and get one over on you. So it's, it's kind of just being aware of what they're doing. Um, and obviously there is sort of slightly, uh, there's some alterations to some of the enemies in this. So you got the we'll get to sort of the different ones you encounter, <laughs> really. I mean, definitely on the last level, you
0: need to yeah. be able to block. Oh, Or you're never yeah. going to get through it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that's that's a ways away. So Mm -hmm. Um, but in this first chapter, what you do from that point on is you fight very few enemies, um, but you do, you know, kind of work your way through the building and um, and uh, you get to see kind of how enemies are going to act. They're very goofy. The AI is a little <laughs> weird. Sometimes they come out and they're like, "Oh, kill ya!" and you hit them, and they run and hide in a corner, and then they just sit there all yeah, day. Yeah,
1: that's quite, cool, especially because makes you laugh because if you look on the back of the box, which I actually have right here with me, it
0: does say somewhere here about the AI being
1: amazing, but it does feel very samey yeah. in terms of that they they kind of they'll hit you, run away, hide somewhere. But I don't know if you saw this, Fred, but you can actually see them hiding a lot of the time. Yes, <laughs> so, yes
0: you just- can. Their arms kind of hanging out over yeah, the side. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's intentional. Um, and do you have the taser at this time? I think you do.
1: You, you get introduced to the taser. I think once you've lost your gun as well, they say, oh, yeah, by the way, you haven't used oh, your you taser. taser. They say, yes, so you can
0: tase, guys. That's great. Uh, which is t- t- very <laughs> essential.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> uh,
0: if you have the stronger weapons, you can get in some good licks during that time. Um, uh, there is also times where bums will drop to... Or enemies, shall I say, they're not always bums, will drop to their knees. You'll definitely want to kick them at that time with the kick button to instantly kill them. Otherwise, they'll get back up slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, you're really just kind of wandering through parts of this building. It lets you know kind of what an abandoned building is as you try to meet up with the detective and the cop. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you eventually do at the very end. um, You're chasing... uh, I think you're... Do you finally see the killer and you chase him into a room? I think that's what you do.
1: Well, the... um yeah, because you come to
0: a hole in the wall where you and the detective can see each other and you're talking and then he says he'll come meet up with you yeah. and then you eventually end up chasing after the killer and when you get down into mm-hmm. this bottom room, he kind of ju- gets the jump on you.
1: Yeah, you basically enter a room and um, he, he knocks you out but he doesn't really kind of knock you out. He kind of grabs you um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the other two cops come in and he shoots them with Ethan's gun which obviously yes. leads to the whole, the, sto- the main story arc of this
0: game. And then he throws Ethan out the window. <laughs> so- <laughs> yes, he does. And then the decision is made that you will run instead of trying to explain any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, pro tip, kids, that's never going to work. Um, <laughs> if you've played all the way through Condemned 2, things don't go well for Ethan. Uh, the worst decision he ever made was... Uh, was to run at this point <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> although arguably so he may be able to it may be the only way he was able to catch the killer so mm-hmm. who knows um but that ends uh, level one yep and uh kind of gives you a good idea uh i should point out we you do get to use the fire axe um at the beginning of level one oh, because there yeah. are a handful of times and we'll just mention the mechanic it's not that big a deal uh it's never been that big of a deal to me But uh, there are doors that have scratches on them and they're too thick. So you have to chop them down with a fire axe. And occasionally there will be things with padlocks that you need to knock with a sledgehammer. And then, of course, there are safes that you open with a crowbar.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, big
0: secure safes and a crowbar can just pop them right open.
1: It's basically a way of the game sort of uh, avoiding keys and stuff the old first-person trap really. Yes, because there, um, there is
0: also the shovel on the electronic keypad. Yep. Turns out shovel beats electronic keypad. Apparently, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> Who needs a code? <laughs> so, um, but yes. Um, so you wake up in, in the beginning of Chapter 2 at your apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, your head hurts, and uh, you get a call from... Oh, I didn't write his name down. Who is the homie you get a call from? Um, it's a guy from the end of the game. He's uh
1: oh yeah hold on hold on one second doing, I have it written down in my notes here somewhere but he's like um he's a friend of Ethan who's admired his work for so long um
0: which is funny because he's older than you um but oh god I've lost his name too now hold no on. problem I might have it <laughs> at the beginning of my it. notes let me pull up the uh, handful of notes that I did get do do here we go give me one sec guys uh,
1: here we go. I do remember Rosa though. Rosa's like your. We well, should mention her because she's the. Um, she's like your aide. So basically, when you do your forensic scenes, you send all the information to Rosa, who's right. working at the FBI. And um, despite being framed, she's still kind of a big li- on your side because you know we have to drag out the FBI forensic scenes throughout this game. We can't sort of not do the. Yeah, because I mean you're still part <laughs> of the
0: FBI, right? Um, Absolutely. But, uh... <laughs> so uh malcolm malcolm i literally
1: just found it as well (laughs) malcolm Malcolm
0: is your father your your dad's friend um and he admired your father um but uh but yeah uh and and this is also the time so malcolm tells him hey you know officers were shot with your gun you need to run so Mm -hmm. he encourages you to run as well um and you have your first of many psychotic visions (laughs) Yep, <laughs> and so well, they, I don't I don't know what to make of this. Are we supposed to? He throws up every time he has these. Yeah, two. yeah exactly. And
1: this is, I yeah I, I don't know how I think about these, and they even drag this out into the second game too. With you know because this is where you get a slight confusion. Is this actually is this a horror game then, or is this what is this? What's well, going and is on? this happening?
0: Is any of yeah. this really happening, or are you just running around beating up bums because you? Exactly. See, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's an interesting question. Although, obviously, the killer's real. Um, But uh, anyway, uh, and with that in tow, you jump out your window and uh, the scene is you kind of sneaking through back alleys and stuff trying to. uh, It's kind of like the the runaway level, really, this one. Yeah. you find out that
1: the the serial killer who obviously who who did murder the cops he's been watching you for a while. There's you, I love it how conveniently you find this evidence just outside your apartment. Like
0: yes, the, in a trash can. You're just like yeah. son of a bitch. The, the pictures are just there. They're just sitting in the trash. Can. He just threw them away as you're running away. And and again, it's all preposterous, right? Because you're running by a trash can. You're like, oh, pictures of me. Um, look at that. Uh, so yeah, you find that out. Um, Nobody else is walking around these streets. <laughs> so, That's a very apart good from psychotic point. hobos. <laughs> That's a very good point. Um, and, and you find yourself um, basically wandering around a train. You find yourself sneaking into and then wandering around a train station for the second level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's, and to be honest, there's not too much to talk about for this second level. Um, you definitely have more enemies. You get introduced to a couple more things, such as crowbarring things open. Um, you do get a gun, the pump mm-hmm. action shotgun. Um, that's fun. Um, your weapons expand a little bit. They're mannequin arms for some unknown reason. <laughs> that was a weird one. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but I don't know. It, there's, yeah.
1: I was about to say, you got those. The there's a lot of sort of throwaway weapons in terms of like the conduit. which, you know, <laughs> those weapons are everywhere. Those sort of like little electrical. Pipey
0: type things, yes. uh,
1: as well as pipes as well. <laughs> I should say that's probably the lots most common pipes, <laughs> Yeah,
0: lots of uh, random stuff. Um, and I do think you are following um, a blood trail this whole time, right? Is that how you're a chemical trail? Sorry. Yeah, you you're get following to these, a Yeah, chem- yeah. You get to these certain points, and and in, where you see like a flashback. I have no idea why you see these flashbacks. Um, but I think it shows. Oh. Sorry.
1: Yeah, they're quite good – well, they're not – yeah, I don't know really what you're – yeah, flashbacks the, the right of They right It kind of it goes all black and white, and you see the serial killer basically reenacting the scene that you're basically about to investigate. I think it's just a way of the game kind of giving you a hint of what you're supposed to do. Um, right, you know, so I, at
0: this one, there's the chemicals.
1: Yeah, you sort of the see – The developer
0: you, chemicals, I think is yeah. what it is. And you follow those along the ground from time to time. Uh, to find stuff you also do eventually find a film strip in a back room um and uh and then you'll be able to get a print of the killer uh or who you think is the killer um you get a print of him off of the uh the film projector and then um, Ethan kind of loses it, and then he
1: thinks he's fighting the serial killer for a brief period. But obviously, it's all in his head, and he doesn't have a throw-up session, <laughs> of
0: course. Yes, and then you see, out of nowhere, the the killer. Uh, yeah, he's the, just the, there. The orange jumpsuit <laughs> killer. Sorry, not yeah. the matchmaker killer, but the orange jumpsuit killer, who's been stalking you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see, he's just them. he's just
1: hanging out, you know, just and well, he's running away at this point, but he's you know, <laughs> but it's just he's yes, and you, you he's...
0: basically chase him through uh, to the main. Room of the train station where a bunch of birds come out through the glass, dying yeah. and falling to the ground, which was kind of a cool effect. Mm. I dug that effect.
1: There are there are some cool little little horrory effects in this game. It just it I just kind of have a feeling a lot of them felt out of place for like what the game what the game maybe should have been embracing more, which is more the kind of you know the police sort of you know, hunt the like hunt the serial killer style game rather than going for this slightly pseudo
0: paranormal type of thing going on <laughs> so. yeah but this is also very indicative of monolith right um yeah, fear fear, fear suffers bit, yeah. the same problem is it a shooter is it an alma chasing sim what is it you know so um i think this is them just cutting their chops on this yeah. stuff it, it kind of works but it it's also kind of what's well, really going yeah. on here so it
1: just feels because condemned is more realistic than fear fear actually does you know have that alma character and it is a bit more Weird. <laughs> right way well, for That's a good so. point.
0: That's a good point.
1: So I felt that this would have been a bit of a nicer sort of well, a different change of pace, really, from it. But but still, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I still enjoy some of these scenes. Um, but it just some some of the weird sort of monstery bits just seem a bit odd because uh, you d- you get the old jump scare where this like weird like skinned monster will just jump out at you from a balcony or something, and it's are just you know, you're just thinking, okay, know that. that happened. <laughs> so.
0: Yes, yeah, so you do get random jump scares and monster closets and what. Not, but uh anyway so yeah so after the uh cascading dead bird scene um then we move into chapter three one of the shortest chapters yep and probably the hardest one for me um in the beginning Uh, i died quite a bit in this chapter i can
1: see yeah i can see why yeah because this does have some quite cheap i mean because this is where I mean, I think we probably had experienced a few enemies with guns by this point, but this is where you saw quite a few more,
2: really.
0: Yeah, I should point out, not using the taser at this point, had not figured out the taser Uh, button, Mm -hmm. that probably makes this level harder. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you are, you're running straight at guys with guns. (laughs) And you can see in the video. But it took me, I died like a dozen times, and it took me 20 minutes to get through this chapter. So, (laughs) moved along quite quickly. But this is the underground subway tunnels. Whoa, whoa. In comes the uh, buzzing. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. And, 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 and it's still hanging. There we go. We're good. Uh, Yeah. All right. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. There was, uh, there wasn't much working about here. I don't know. Is there anything remarkable that you remember from this episode other than, other than the grand scheme of what happens? The well, the, this
1: was the, like I said. The main um, this was really more where there's a lot of fighting in this game. They 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 throw quite a lot of it, multiple enemies at once at you rather than just kind of because at this point it's quite many enemies are quite manageable. It's mostly one on one fights, mm-hmm. so you've got to be a bit more kind of on the ball
0: this time and certainly use your taser sparingly. <laughs> yeah, because you've got like three enemies coming at you at once in many instances. Um, one of the first places I died a lot was the booth. Um, there's two booths for ticket sales. And uh, guys kind of come through both of them. And so you got to go get the jump on them there. Um, And then a couple more pop out, one of which has guns, um, has a gun, pistol. Um, So you just got to kind of be prepared to deal with all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, you're basically running down a handful of corridors, a couple Mm -hmm. escalators. And uh, then you see um, Orange Jumpsuit Man jump onto a train and the train goes, and you jump on the back of the train.
1: This is like a, this is like a weird set-piece moment, because kind of, you can't move. You're just stuck there in Yes, position. and you
0: go for a long time yeah. before somebody <laughs> yeah. pops up. Like, it's like three minutes of like, okay, I'm looking around. This is not exactly the beginning of Half-Life now, is it? You're kind of thinking. I felt here is like, am I supposed to be doing something? Did like, the you, game that's how I felt. Yeah. Yes, um, and then eventually a bum jumps on there. Yeah, no, yeah. and you fight and kill him and I don't know how you do this but I ended up on the ground like on the tracks behind the train but I kept actually, moving yeah. along <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know if I'm like supposed to be like stuff. holding on to the train while I'm off of it or what but yeah that and that, that ends the level but uh, it was a very interesting scene <laughs> they
1: don't really do anything like this um, after this either this is like the only time they'll do something like this <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, Um, so interesting scene, short but sweet, Um, Mm -hmm. and then we get into chapter four, which is basically the subway tunnels and um, kind of the abandoned train station.
1: Yeah, you're kind of looking, I guess you're looking for the train that the the guy you've been chasing was on, in a way, Um, or at least... um, a train that has some evidence. Because I've already talked again that you, you do do a lot of, you're still doing the forensic stuff as you go along. You know, you're coming across little crime scenes now and then, but well, not really crime scenes. I'll say you're following yeah, a train. You haven't like had said. too
0: many, but yeah, occasionally. Yes. Cause in the subway area, yeah. you find the, the blood smear, right. And you keep getting to dead ends where you got to go around mm-hmm. and pick it up later. Is that in this one or am I thinking of a different level?
1: For blood smear, you'll think of a different level. This is more, okay. um, you know, in fact, because we we've gone past the point where you're following kind of like the you know, the the what do you call it the um, the photo sort of fluid.
0: Yes, the like developer that. fluid that was yeah. in two. Uh I don't know if you're really following anything in three, but you might use it from time to time. Mm. you obviously um, or not not in three at least. Um, I think four. You kind of looking. You do have that little
1: mini crime scene in the train compartment where you find the sort of the mannequin pieces that fall out.
0: Right, and, but we're not quite there yet. No. Before okay. we get to that point, um, first of all, a couple of new enemies are introduced on this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think the skinny guys first make an appearance on this level.
1: Yes, the anorexic hobo. <laughs> who
0: <laughs> they crawl call- like spiders in the beginning yes. and then eventually get up and start walking <laughs> towards you. These guys are also heavily prone to blocking. Yeah. So you might get... Uh, that was This was kind of one of the first times where, like... You know, I usually, uh, usually have the shimmy where I run at them, I hit them, I step back, let them swing, and then hit them. So I get to avoid the block altogether. And this time around, you'd run at them, you'd swing them, and then you would, uh, they might block it right away. And you'd be like, oh shit, okay, uh, now what do I do? Um, <laughs> and what you're supposed to do is just block and hit them back. Because um, they get stunned when you block them, but you, I don't think, get stunned when you get blocked. So it stuns no. them, but not you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also often be killed with one taser. I like that. Yes, that's yeah.
1: why I think that, that, I did like that a lot. <laughs> they have a heart attack basically.
0: Yeah, they tend to go. That's <laughs> what I was talking about. Yeah. There is also the taser can. I think this is one of the first areas where there's water on the ground, and the taser can zap them that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, you find the first female bum. She is very similar yep. to the skinny guys. Um, she has a, a better sound though. Like the other guy is just like. You know the regular bums are just like, "Oh, fuck it, kill ya." You. Uh, 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 you know, and the 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 quiet the skinny guys are kind of quiet. She's just one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, she's she's got a very haunted house sound of a female very Helena Bonham Carter f- uh, feel to her. Uh not to how she looks, but how she sounds.
1: Um I always wondered if the female ones were reminiscent of the older in this because of how because it's long-haired as well. i probably not deliberate. It's probably just accidental, but it just sort of felt that maybe. that might have possibly been a little little nod, maybe I don't know. But could be. There's,
0: like, there's no evidence of that. Also though. means these are girls who have a drug addiction that got them into a deep hole. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and the last part is yes, you eventually end up in the abandoned train area where they're the the old train cars or it, maybe it's not abandoned is it just where they're parked when their session's yeah, over yeah that's what when... i
1: thought it's just where yeah the way they're sitting basically but there's
0: not a whole lot of lights um it's kind of a creepy place like if i was ever a, a subway operator i would hate parking there and then leaving um <laughs> it's very dark um mm-hmm. And this is where a new enemy type comes out, if you'll recall. You end up going into the subway and doing a little bit of investigation where the train is parked. And um, and while you're in there, all of a sudden all the doors close. And you see the new fireman type guy.
1: But they're, like, they're, they're big, big sort yeah, of bulky. The
0: brutes, yeah. basically, and they come and <laughs> bludgeon a fucking handful of guys that... <laughs> you're there with and then of course the doors open so now you get to tackle with them and they kind of do this little like gallop and they're like woof, woof,
1: woof, woof. yeah that's they're really sort of it just felt full of adrenaline and but you just mentioned it as well but i thought it was quite a good mechanic actually it's quite refreshing to see in a game enemies fighting each other for a change
0: yeah yeah they <laughs> do and all the enemies in this game can fight each other you can yeah. often turn them against each other i definitely do in the last level um so um but yeah, these guys come up. They're intimidating to look at. They take a hell of a lot of hits, especially with whatever piddly weapon I had at the time. Um, <laughs> but they usually carry fire axes and sledgehammers and stuff, and they can be very killable with those. Um, only take a handful of hits to knock them out with those bigger weapons. And they, of course, are very susceptible to tasing, which is your mm. best way to handle this. In fact, they're so kind of slow and lumbering as to how long they take to like, get over the tasing and then get up. You can oftentimes tase them again before they ever have a chance to come at you. Um,
1: they're but, very slow as well
0: yeah although when they want to they can be fast because there's a scene right after this once you beat them up you kind of get into like a locker area where you see he's ditched his orange jumpsuit
2: mm-hmm.
0: you solve a couple of puzzles and, and again you eventually end up in that back area where you do an investigation in train car 5 mm-hmm. you know you find some evidence to train car 5 with Rosa's help um, and you do a lot of underground stuff you end up in kind of a sewer area where you're doing a lot of fetch questy kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah, good. It's very effective horror.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, but they also do the kind of the, the design that I like where we mentioned already where certain weapons will unlock certain doors, but like when you get the ax and stuff, but what's quite handy is it will unlock rooms that you were just literally just in. To, so you're going in the right. So you're in the right direction, basically. So it saves mm-hmm. you too much backtracking.
0: Yes, yes, that, that will often happen or you'll go through a door at the end of you know, your goals. Let's say you need a fire axe. When you finally find the fire axe, you go through a door and, oh, look at that, I'm back where I started and now I know exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think down here, I can't remember if it's before or after, um, there's also a, an area where you have to turn on some steam pipes and they do kind of an ambush kind of thing. That's, that's a new thing on, on this level. You get quite a few ambushes in this level um oh yeah <laughs> same thing happens over by the train car number five when you're going and trying to find a way i think you need a crowbar to get in there and you go mm-hmm. back and you find like a scene where you have another flashback where a guy was like his head was put in a vise or something and then you get the crowbar and as you're coming out you get ambushed by three of those big galloping guys uh at the same time and those guys are pretty persistent like i found myself mm-hmm. in that hallway just trying to line them up you know, kind of, pretty tough as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very manageable. I didn't die or anything, but, uh, you really like benefit from lining them up and taking them out, uh, um, you know, in like a hallway or something where, yeah, the spaces are tighter, but that's what you want. Cause you don't want them getting too close together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do end up in the train car where you do the investigation. And what happens with that investigation?
1: Well, you, yeah, you do. You obviously do. Pull out your equipment, and you basically um, find kind of like in like a top compartment, lots of mannequin pieces, which pretty much point you in the direction of a department store. Don't right? you
0: also find a severed arm? I can't remember you, if you find. A, I think you do or a body find part of, something.
1: Yeah, and it's it's still these, these are forensic evidence of the matchmaker serial killer, obviously, yes. which is sort of the one you're being led to believe you're following at the moment, really. Um, and uh, I think oh yeah yeah because you find out because you get the hand the confirmation of the handprint with the finger missing yep. in the scene because it's on the um, I love it how the you know of all the places because you know, he doesn't put his hand anywhere else he only puts his hand down once apparently on the, yes. on the chair yeah <laughs> takes off his
0: glove to touch uh uh yeah he took it off he took his gloves off what I forgot what part that was in I think that was in um the that, that horror movie you were talking about, the the Denzel Washington one, The Bone Collector. Uh, yeah, Bone Collector, yeah, yeah. I think he does take his gloves off, so maybe the matchmaker is making the same mistake. And I do like how Ethan is kind of easily, like, ADD, right? He's like, oh, I need to find the orange jumpsuit guy. Wow, the matchmaker, you know? Um, yeah. But at the same time, he has nowhere to go, right? He's, he's on the run. Actually, yeah. So he's like, well, let me solve what I can. And he does come to discover that uh, that department store it's been a ab- and every every story is the same. Rose is like, "Oh, you mean that department store that has been abandoned oh, yeah. and taken over by bums?" All abandoned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, that one. Yes, the one in the neighborhood where you'll definitely die." Yes. Okay, let's go. Um, Ethan likes abandoned places. It's just it's, it's his right? thing. Which
1: I was kind of hoping, just to sidetrack a little bit, I was kind of thinking this game would have been very, very interesting if it did end up being going in a different direction entirely, where maybe Ethan was the crazy person all along. <laughs>
0: so, but. Well, and they, they kind of leave that to questioning, and I don't yeah. think they ever address it in the sequel, mm. um, per se, like what's really going on. Mm. you know um but uh, i could be wrong i haven't beaten the sequel
1: but uh, i have yeah it's no it doesn't kind of answer anything <laughs> at all
0: gotcha mm. um but yeah now that you know the department store um you kind of go rummaging about and i think you basically just have to get through the subway um and uh, eventually you find your way out uh i think there's a couple of downstairs scenes again as you're trying to yes because you're backtracking through the same area but you're trying to find the exit now do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you, you go through, you jump through some hoops. There's a lot of enemies to kill in this level, but, and it's longer. It probably took me a little over an hour, um, but, uh, but it's mm-hmm. enjoyable. Um, but this is definitely the, we're going to throw a bunch of guys at you and see if you can live. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then you get to the creepiest episode in the game, in my opinion. A the second still- creepiest, maybe. Uh, the oh. house was creepier than I had remembered. Yeah, um, uh, the, I was going to put the that store, as my creepiest shit. Yeah, yeah, the department store is pretty fucking creepy, um, because it's in a former clothing store. You do get a new weapon potential, mm-hmm. the clothing rack, mm-hmm. um, very useless weapon. Uh, it kind of looks like a walker, um, but you can use it if you if you so desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the fir- the beginning of the areas where I started religiously using quick save. Now, is there a quick save in the three sixty version? no it's uh there's there's
1: checkpoints but um you can save like long save i guess you'd call it where it's not really quick but you can save anywhere which is good you know okay well
0: yeah there's a single button for quick save it's like f1 or something so i put it on my controller as the back button and so Mm -hmm. you'll see throughout my videos as i all of a sudden quick save like right after i grab a pill bottle i'll quick save right when i get back to full health Mm -hmm. um but the creepy thing here is there are guys, and I can't even tell you what they are. They kind of have deformed faces. You see most of their faces, but they wear mannequin faces over their face, and they're yeah, kind of big burly guys.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of in. I did love the introduction of them because they're obviously hidden amongst like a proper mannequin. You know, you you mistake yes. them for because you do see a lot of mannequins in this game.
0: <laughs> now I knew they were among the mannequins. So the mm-hmm. way I've discovered them in the video is I would hit every mannequin and knock the head off and eventually yeah. one time I hit them and didn't knock his head off, just pissed him off a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll fight these guys. Uh, these guys just always look creepy to me and the way they kind of charge after you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, um, a
1: bit bit at the beginning of this level that I did quite enjoy is when you were just walking around this horribly dark, horrible dark department store. The, um, they throw that dead body down the stairs and it has this little...
0: Dagger in his back that says "Leave." I did quite enjoy it. Yes, that. by so, the escalator. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you get to the escalators so, yeah. which have been roped off. It cracks me up. Ethan will break into <laughs> a know. building, but if you put some police tape at the bottom of an escalator, home, homie, don't cross it.
1: Oh, oh absolutely not. No, because I,
0: there's nothing I can do here um but uh, so you you kind of end up exploring areas where you're being forced into roundabout air you know places right if you had a direct route you could get to where you need to go at the end of the level very fast
1: it's convenient linearity that they're
0: going for it's 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 yes. kind of funny looking at it now it's just uh... yes because you go through tunnels that just end you in the uh, not tunnels but like different pathways where just blocked stuff Forces you into a certain path that just elongates your trip, right? <laughs> it makes you explore every square inch of the, the the building instead of doing, you know, what you normally would do. Um, and along the way, there's there's a decent amount of fighting, mostly with these mannequin type people, but occasionally some other bums and a girl mm-hmm. and some guys with guns will pop out. It's a little bit of gunplay on some stairs. Um, but nothing too distinct other than, again, once you get over the creepiness of the mannequins, um, you know, there, there's not too much mm-hmm. else going on, really. A um, couple of spots where you get stuck, though, and then an ambush comes or somebody breaks through a door or something uh, to get you through to the next part. Um, and it's all Christmas-based. I remember that, too. Yes, being kind yeah, of course,
1: presents and stuff. So.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing it shut down after the holidays. Maybe that was it, but whatever. Maybe it is around the holidays, but I don't think so. Um, and uh, and then eventually you find the the square dressing room, the massive dressing room, mm-hmm. which is where your evidence leads you to. And you get like a flashback of somebody sticking a body in uh, in one of the rooms. Yep. And what do you find when you eventually figure out which dressing room that is? Well, you find a de- another dead body.
1: Oh, so it's basically a a body with a mannequin, of course. So it's <laughs> just like the original crime scene that you found, but just slightly altered and right. yes. that mannequin has a finger. i think that no it might be the body the mm-hmm. body has a finger missing
0: yeah
1: so you basically found this well from well it, and it's Garrett. this
0: weird adapted version of it right it's it was yeah. always a female on the floor laying down with a bunch of either sitting or standing mannequins mm-hmm. now they're both standing up they're touching each other they're in kind of like an embrace the mm-hmm. male is the dead body the female is the mannequin and uh, yeah, the male is missing a finger. So, what do we deduce from there? And we do prove it. I think Rosa finds proof of it.
1: I think this is the this is the point uh, where you're
0: realizing you're tracking a serial killer who likes to kill
1: serial killers.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's Dexter. So then it devolves yep. into Dexter. <laughs> uh, gets real funny from this point on. No. Um, but this is the matchmaker that you're looking. He kind of looks like Dexter. So he does. Like kind of looks like Dexter. Way. Now that you point that out. But anyway, um, you are chasing after, or you found the matchmaker. Mm-hmm. So, you take a real up-close face of the matchmaker like that? Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you find out, okay, so there's your serial killer. And then uh, there's no other serial killers you're chasing actively at this time, thanks to the death of most of them, yeah. other than... What's the last one? It's the guy from the school. Yeah, that's,
1: it. Oh. that's the... Well, the, the, there's, there's somebody you find in school, but he's, I don't think he's a serial killer. Well, I that's the gym a,
0: teacher, but the yeah. serial killer you're looking for is the one from the school. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll figure that out in a sec. But then what happens? So then once you leave the, the room, you're not quite done yet. Do you remember this little fun scene that's at the uh, – when the cops arrive at the department store?
1: Oh Well, there's that, there's that scene, but there's also – I believe this – in this department store, isn't, isn't this sort of the infamous scare scene that some, most people talk about when they think yeah. of this game, which is the mannequins that follow you in this section.
0: Oh, where they they all, yeah, as you walk through, the mannequins keep yeah. populating. But they're real mannequins. They're not like enemies. Yeah, they're not enemies.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the, some people consider this one of the most infamous or scare moments in the game. Mm. Um, in terms of kind of fear, it is quite creepy, actually, but it's not, it probably wasn't as effective as the second time playing through it, though. I didn't think it was that kind of, bigger deal this time through but i think if you've never played it before it is quite jarring but you could quite easily miss it actually if you're not looking for it
0: yes 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 um so yes and so there's there's those and the torturer is the serial killer i was talking about the torturer becomes yeah that's it yeah now he wants to find this serial killer x and in order to do it he's going to go track down the torturer in order to try to figure out where he is and take him out you know, mm-hmm. or and, and and get to serial killer X. So, um, and doesn't he get evidence where he thinks maybe the torturer was who killed? Because there's a moment here where he's like, okay, who's killing whom? Yeah. And I think he thinks because of the strangulation or something that maybe the torturer killed. So yeah, um, uh, the the matchmaker and maybe mm-hmm. the torturer is his multiple serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll later find out it's serial killer X, a different serial killer, but. Um. And from there, he needs to um, do some research. But before he does, he gets of out to the, to the front area Escape. and the cops have arrived. Mm-hmm. And um, before the cops break in, uh, all the bums in the area yeah. <laughs> yeah, of start yeah. coming out in stride, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I thought this was pretty good. And, um, and basically, you're, uh, as, uh, you're basically trying to take them out to try to get to the exit before the cops get in and and take you out Mm -hmm. um and once you get through that door it even says once you go through this door you will end the chapter
1: (laughs) yeah it says that each time
0: actually yeah i do like how the game's just like here is the end of the chapter
1: well i guess it's kind of like breathe a sigh of relief (laughs) yeah well that and the people that want to go back and find the birds and stuff
0: oh yeah i guess that's a possibility um but who wants to do that <laughs> i did I don't, yeah, uh, I don't, yeah. this is a rare 360 game that only has 970 achievement points they couldn't quite figure out what to do for those last 30 mm-hmm. um but uh anyway um and then starts level six which is very straightforward
1: it's very easy it's, just, it's pretty much just run
0: basically yeah you're running from a bunch of from the cops and a bunch of bums and it's mm-hmm. like a 10-minute chapter. <laughs> it, it's tiny, yeah. It just, it's over before you know it as well. I was you oh, it's over. That's, that's great. You eventually end up in a dumpster that gets pushed down a hill. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and you get dumped out, and then, uh, and then you're good. Yeah. Um, so you now need to find the torturer. Um, and you need,
1: a, to, you need to do your homework first. Yes,
0: yeah, so you decide <laughs> to go to the library. Also, I do think it prompts where Rosa said, we need to meet up. Yeah. So we'll both meet up and do our research at the library, <laughs> and so you head to the library, um, which is not abandoned and not overtaken by bon- Well, it is overtaken. Wow, it is overtaken by, but it's not abandoned. It's not abandoned, <laughs> and apparently part of the library burned down. But uh, yep, <laughs> you don't you don't notice or mention that you know this information until it happens. Ethan's just got to go explore the darkest corners of this city. So <laughs> yes. Um, so the beginning of it, and they always teeter in this level with a, a, an escort mission. They always threaten that they're going to make you escort Rosa somewhere, but you never actually have uh, to. Thank God. She's in no danger, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and this is the level where uh, I think pretty much we've seen everyone now. This is just more bums, yeah. but many of them have guns. These are more sophisticated oh, criminals yeah. because they're yeah. they're they're bred. they're well read they are a library they they go to the library when things get dark so they're much smarter they, they do
1: their homo too and this is where they introduce the assault rifle for the first oh, the time the submachine
0: gun yes yes oh. yes yes and you get the taser upgrade <laughs> you that? do get the taser upgrade which I don't know that that really does much I don't think it did much at all <laughs> it's just it felt like- it seems to recharge a little faster. Yeah. The I taser looks like a ray gun out of Mass Effect. Mm. But otherwise um but this level is more um more intense. I died a couple of times here and it's just it's just being able to work the room.
1: Yeah.
0: Um because you do chase one random guy for a large portion of this, right? Doesn't he have the key to a door or something? Cuz uh, you you eventually get to this point where uh, well, let's talk about what happens. So you you go through the library, yeah, um, and uh, and you and Rosa get separated,
1: of course, yeah.
0: Or no, maybe you don't even meet up until the console. I can't remember how it worked out. You- you basically, yeah, you get separated, she, you, you fall down. like. It, it Ethan does this a lot where he falls through the floor and <laughs> to a different level, of course. Well, there's so. that part, but I mean earlier. Before, when you get to find out about the, the torturer. Remember, she goes and finds the well, one. You go into the server room or computer. something, you find the one <laughs> computer that has internet access. Of course. And you yeah. guys decide to meet up there and Ethan takes the long way or something. <laughs> and uh, after, I, What? So it even takes hobo alley <laughs> yeah and after these aren't too bad these initial battles are no problem no and you eventually end up in a room with the weirdest puzzle where you have to realize you have to knock the lock off of the ladder in order to climb up on the bookshelves yeah i know that was weird and so- then you do like a 10 foot drop onto linoleum and you're fine. And Rose is sitting there, there using the computer, <laughs> yeah. but she couldn't possibly open the gate for you. Cause that'd just be fucking silly. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and she comes to find out that the torturer was, um, was kind of outed by a, um, a janitor <laughs> at a high school who remembered him and said, he always used to say weird things that were very up the torturer's alley. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, He gave them a bunch of information about the person and gave his name. His name was like something Anderson or something. And, um, you guys are like, okay, great. So the school is where we need to go, or we need to go hunt this guy down and, and figure out where to go next. And somehow the school gets talked about. Um, and I'll, uh, we'll explain why in a sec, but before all that happens, you then go out and you guys are about to basically leave the library. When, as you said, jam, um, Something goes on, and, and Ethan falls through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're separated. Again. Okay. Um, no, actually, before that, doesn't Rosa get taken or something? Uh, you go- I remember going towards a server room where there's a she, fire
1: door. She temporarily has, like, a little scuffle, but she never gets, sort of, kidnapped.
0: Yeah, okay, literally. so she has a scuffle with somebody, and you find her phone in the server room. Mm. And you find some evidence. And then well, you...
1: You find evidence throughout this level, but because Rose is not at her desk, it gets sent, like,
0: kind of like there to be looked at later. So. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, you, you leave it on her voicemail, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Criminal voicemail. Th- yeah, right. And then you end up having to navigate all these areas um, in the library proper, in the basement of the library proper, um, with the guys with guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of just can you take out these groups of guys with guns and whatnot? There's a lot of bodies strewn across the floor when you're done with this area. I remember mm-hmm. that. And it's kind of over by the elevators. And then you eventually get the key you need and you meet up with Rosa. And then I think that's when you fall through the floor into the burned part of the library. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a kind of new enemy here. The enemy kind that likes of, to... Yeah, it's like he, the golem. Yeah, yeah he likes, he's very similar to the skinny guy, um, except that he likes to climb through the bookshelves he likes to reach out for you and stuff, but he's not that dangerous. I mean, if you yeah. get a group of them, they can be a pain in the ass, but... And they often die with one Taze hit, so... Yep, and they can die with yeah, I was about to say, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're just walking, and you're w- mostly weaving in and out of burned bookshelves in these very convenient circumstances that, like, make you walk through all these rows of bookshelves and pray that there's not something about to jump out at you. Um, But once you eventually make your way through all of that, you meet up with Rosa... Up, oh, up, oh, little bit of static, little bit of fuzz. Still vibrating. we wait, no. And there we go, it's gone. Okay, um, but then, uh, then you meet up with Rosa, and now I'm trying to remember. Do don't you find the lips here, or do you yeah. find them at the lo- at the school? No, that's
1: at the school. You find okay. the lips late
0: there. Yeah. Then I think what you find out from Rosa or something... Because there's something in the library where you figure out that the gym teacher's gone missing. Do you remember this? That might have even been when Rosa was reading the console as well. Mm. The gym teacher's gone missing. And so you decide you need to go to the school to try to figure out what's going on.
1: Well, I thought I, I kind of thought that was where, the, cause that's where he's located. So that's yeah they said that but obviously rosa separates from you again because i think this is pretty much the end of the level now um where you figure out the school's the next destination
0: yeah and then and then a bunch of bums kind of bum rush you and rosa's like here i'll meet you at the door or something and you just basically take out the bums, and then you both run for the door and get out oh yeah yeah it's like it's like a straight shot yeah um but somehow you figure out and i'm sorry i didn't put that in the notes um, it's not, well,
1: I think it's something else. I don't think it was the lips. It was a different
0: sort of part. Yeah, let me see if there's anything in my notes that that kind of talk about it. Um,
1: yeah, basically on my notes, it was just, um, you know, the, the next destination is the school and...
0: Yeah. Um, server locker, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, I just want to figure it out because for some reason it's bugging me. I'm sorry? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it doesn't talk about it one way or the other. You end up having to go to the school, um, and uh, and that's where uh, that's the, and that's that's level eight. That's the next level. Um, and uh, you said this was the end of the really long levels. I actually found levels eight, nine, and ten to all be really? seven, eight, nine, and ten to oh. all be pretty long. Yeah, it cool. took me about the same amount of time. Well, school the school is a long level. I, I felt school is, yes. I didn't think nine was too bad. I wouldn't say it was hard, but it was long. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot. It it took me a long time to get through the house. Um, But either way. So you go to the school. Now, the school is the most fucked up and bloody area of this. game, (laughs) And it has the weird butcher in the middle of it. Yep. (laughs) Now, is he supposed to be the torturer? Who is he supposed to be? Because you find he's the just... torture at the end of the game. Because he's the one
1: that's well, at least in the house. If that's you oh, that's right. That's right.
0: That's right. Yes. I, never I, mind. I do
1: not. I have no idea what the the butcher I guess it, is another serial killer. It's just kind of put in there for no reason. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're in the school, for the most part, the school is a pretty straightforward level. Mm-hmm. You're fighting guys. Some have guns. Some don't. Um, there's lots of monster closets. Lots of things shuffle around or jump out at you. But for the most part, it's a very straightforward level, save for two specific things. One is you start seeing the uh, baton guys. Yeah. You know, the, the weird tortured souls. I don't know what they are, but they're kind of wearing S&M. They kind of look like Cenobites from Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And they, you yeah. hear like a rattlesnake rattle whenever they're around. And they start shifting things around in the school. You see them, but you can't actually fight them um until the very end of this level um and they're shifting things around in the school and you'll see them move like desks or blow everything to the other side of a room or something and all they're really doing is rebuilding the next corridor you're supposed to walk down (laughs) um but the one weird part is you end up in the back freezer right and you're looking for um a a fire axe Mm -hmm. and you come face to face with a bunch of enemies and um this butcher and the Butcher is straight-up Leatherface. Yep. <laughs> and big. Huge. Yeah, like, he, again, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just, he's big. He's like, rrr, rrr, like, he kind of sounds like Leatherface. He just doesn't have a chainsaw. He's got this huge meat cleaver. And it does a fuck-ton of damage if it hits you. Yep. Um, <laughs> so here's- but he's very easily tased and that's kind of how I. I know, that's the handy thing is he can be
1: tased yeah
0: he can be tased and you can really avoid him enough to wait for your taser to reload so he was pretty easy but i remember back in the day having trouble with him if you weren't using the tase hit with something heavy back way back wait tase hit with with you know what i mean yeah it's um, just the patience kind of game really, and if you but... can't backtrack quick enough or well enough like if you get up against a wall or something you could probably have problems uh, but what's weird is when you kill him, you grab his cleaver, and I was looking forward to going through the rest of the level with the cleaver. Mm-hmm. But don't you have to – you can't get a, an axe out of a guy's hand, and so yeah, you have to cut you, the hand off with a cleaver. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and then well, you I, get the axe, and you need the axe to get through the next part, so you have to leave the cleaver. Exactly. And that it's, sucked.
1: Yeah which did yeah absolutely um the yeah because that, that was obviously the cut the hand off of the clean was obviously you have to defeat the boss kind of thing. it's like a you can't just speed through it and avoid
0: yes um and i i still it's one of those things where um i'd love to find an article or some information or maybe even write to monolith in fact i might just write to them and see because it's a weird sub boss right and it's really the only right boss in place, the game. yeah um and uh, he's in the uh, St. Joseph's school that you go to. Um, and he just seems like something that was cut. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that like there was an idea for it um, and, and it didn't actually get used. You know what it, I mean? It also
1: feels that there was probably supposed to be more depth, like more of a kind of build up to this boss, like more information given, but they don't really give it to you. It's just yeah, there. like maybe he
0: was a serial killer, or um, perhaps they all needed serial killers. I do believe the school was the first demo they put out, so I think <laughs> it's the game that had or the part that it had the most uh, um, parts. It is, so. It's an
1: entertaining part as well, so it's certainly worth keeping in. Maybe it's something that they thought maybe they'll build the story around it later.
0: It's possible, um, but anyway, um, the butcher's an interesting but weird part of this level. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just of the game proper it just seems out of place but uh, i didn't mind him he was no, he was a so... cool holy shit moment you know kind of like almost... a bear barreling through or mm. something um.
1: i'd say it's almost a shame that there wasn't more kind of moments like this in the game or more boss like boss encounters kind of like this because this was it, it was it felt it just felt it just
0: felt quite refreshing really i would agree i would agree um And then after that, you're really just running around different parts of the gymnasium, pretty much, Mm -hmm. trying to track down um, – well, because throughout this part, you do find the lips, right? And so now you're trying to find the janitor. And you do a lot of UV-looking. You can run around. There's even a weird – oh, sorry? This is where you follow the blood trail. Okay, yeah, and there's even a weird part where you end up outside if you want to. Do you remember Mm -hmm. this? And you uh, have a big fight out in a a school playground out back. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Um, There is also a downstairs area you can go to when you first get outside. And there you find, like, a a hobo's, like, home base. And that's where you find an Xbox 360. (laughs) I thought that was great. Um, And this hobo fight in the... the, uh, um, in the, uh, the, the back playground can either be really easy or a real pain in the ass because there's lots of guns involved. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on how well you can clump the bad guys together and get them to fight each other. If you watch in my video, um, all, most of the bad guys get taken out by each other. Mm-hmm. And all of the guns do. So I'm really just left fighting, cleaning up the melee people, which is no problem. Um, but eventually you end up down in the locker rooms. And I spent way too much time in these locker rooms. This, this, yeah. this school all seemed a little stretched out. And again, it was probably because it's the longest level because they spent the most time with it. Um, but this is also where you find the most shocking scene in the game. I thought this was one of the most gory things. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, you know, obviously you find lips. Yes, you find lips right in the very beginning in a classroom. Um, and you identify them as the gym teachers, not the torturers. And when you open up this locker, after you wander around, realize you're stuck, you need a shovel, and you wander back to the lockers, and you find, magically, you find the blood trail, even though if you had been over there before, you wouldn't have found anything. Um, And you end up opening up the locker, and there's the gym teacher with no lips, and he, like, grabs your face and, like, stares at you. (sighs) You Moses know. says to you, take a close up picture. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He dies and then you have yeah. to take close up pictures of him and then he slumps oh. out. Oh, that death scene was,
1: that was that was so out of place for Ethan as well. Do you remember when he says like, cause um he says, Oh, can
0: you call like paramedics? And he goes, Oh, never mind. Like it's some sort of quirky yes. humorous video. Yeah. Yep, never mind. He's dead. Yeah, he's fucking dead. No need for paramedics now. We'll just leave him in the school for someone <laughs> to find in the morning. Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> and uh and and he was and he was in there with a shovel why he was I in there know, with a the shovel yeah, course, who knows yeah. <laughs> but look at that now you have the shovel you need <laughs> so you end up going through the locker rooms and it is kind of creepy because this school has way too many locker rooms mm-hmm. and showers and stuff you go through about four different showers and locker rooms and as you get closer and closer they all have blood in them
1: Yep, sort of um, and
0: then you eventually end up out by the pool which has been drained uh-huh. I guess this is an abandoned school huh Maybe yeah, it has to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when you end in the pool, you have a weird flashback, and you end up fighting a bunch of the weird, skinny, creepy-crawly guys in this and weird like, black-and-white well. flashback sequence. What? You have the bird bit again as well, so the bird's kind of falling through the
1: ceiling, and it's oh, all yeah, quite yeah. dramatic here.
0: And then it's what this really is is something that becomes all too common at the end of the game, which is like a rush. It's like a horde yeah. mode of sorts. Um, and they just keep getting stronger and stronger weapons, and it's just, can you hold them off? And I died a couple of times, but I managed to do it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you get out of the pool, you get ambushed by a couple of those big firefighter guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's pretty much, what, open-shut case, right? You, you end up, uh, she ends up tracing everything back to that, that rural town.
1: Yeah, so to,
0: yeah, it's specifically solved sort of this house. Mm. And I forget did Rosa I think she calls you cuz she's now had chance to look at all the evidence you've Yeah given. she's
1: like, yeah because you sent some evidence to her from before which you've already investigated which she hasn't got to yet and then it's so she kind of collaborates it all together.
0: Right and you come to find out that um the rural there's this rural town called Briar and um uh, you you basically find out that uh they they went to this apple orchard because of some apple boxes or something you uploaded and she traces it to Briar and she goes why don't you head to Briar and go check out this orchard you know rural house or whatever and see mm-hmm. what that's all about so you now know where you're going to go but before you get there you kind of have one of your vomiting episodes you get right you ever, or you get hit or something and you end up in this weird you get knocked out you know do you remember um, this? And you wake up in the weird hallway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you end up fighting the, the rattlesnake weird. guy. The, the yeah. baton dude. Um, <laughs> the ninja. <laughs> and this was really fucking hard the first time I played the game. But since I knew kind of the tricks with him, um, he was a little easier. And they were, in, as, a, as a whole, especially in level 10, easier. Basically, your, your main goal here is when he stops moving, like when he does a big swing at you, you can either block it and hit him back or you can dodge it, but if you dodge it, don't go up and hit him because he'll block your hit. Yeah. Um, and also, if he's not attacking you, he'll block your hit. So the best way to get him is he'll do random attacks, and they're, they're kind of acrobatic. And if you can hit him somewhere in the animation where he's not swinging at you, you can knock him backwards and then just kind of rinse and repeat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but once you beat that, you can just walk out the front door of the school and you head, at, you head out to Briar.
1: Well, before that, um,
0: Malcolm meets you there. He's there. He's oh, yeah, Malcolm's you- at the edge of the school, and he drives mm-hmm. you to Briar, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, that's right. And I was waiting for Malcolm to be part of this whole conspiracy, and he kind of he kind is, of is uh, but he's he's good. not as involved as you think. So anyway, so Malcolm drives you out to the house, and um, one reason or another, he just tells you to go in there first, and he'll just kind of hang out outside. Do you remember that? Yeah, Yep. Yeah, of course, yeah. So you go into this abandoned house. Now this house was the creepiest part of this game. I thought so. Yeah. That's my opinion. The basement, yeah. the fucking basement. It's small, it's realistic, and it was fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but basically you're looking for evidence in this. You you find out very quickly that there is um there is like writing on a wall. And then you've got to go find clues and you basically follow the writing in these random alcoves. And they take you to different parts of the clues. Um, but uh, it's only a matter of time till you end up in the basement. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Did you? The basement is just crawling with those little weirdo That's guys. Just, yeah, yeah. But, uh, the but they, they come out of nowhere. They're pretty creepy. And when they hit you in the back of the head, that red and everything. And you will get ambushed by them pretty easily. And that basement's just creepy as a whole. So I don't know i had a hard time
1: it, you kind of yeah because you, you gotta you gotta do get four pieces of a puzzle basically in this section so mm. you if you you can pull your uv light out at any point this time which is quite uncommon for the game just to kind of because yes. uh, you, you gotta kind of switch between that and combat um and you're, you you can cut you can i think there's a little bit of flexibility you can do them in more or less any order you want um but but you basically get led to a clue. Um, there's something like a slogan that says, oh, you know, um, the, the darkness is a reflection of no, myself a- or something. Yes, pretty much. And if, if you've already walked past it down in the basement, you'll know, oh, it's obviously the mirror. But if you haven't collected all the clues, you cannot open the mirror early. You have to have got all the clues first. So right. it's like, well, again, it's one of the games, kind of like little walls to progression. Because if you play, because when you really play the game, I already knew what the, the I knew that what the, the riddle was. I thought, oh, I could just
0: go straight to the mirror, No, You can't do that. So yeah, I think somebody asked me in the video, how did you know to immediately go straight to the mirror? I was like, well, it was easier than yeah. You
1: it's not that
0: hard. The riddle,
1: really, if you really because the you the mirror is like because it, it's got your own reflection in it as well. You, it does
0: kind of present itself to you before you even find all the clues. Um. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Like you see the mirror, but, um, mm-hmm. um, one sec. sorry Um, but yeah, uh, once you've found all the clues, you're good. But yeah, I had to go hunting around. There's one in an upstairs closet that I had a hard time finding. Um, mm. but, uh, anyway, so you go into the mirror and, uh, when you go in there, there's a bunch of stuff about you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's all about like your pictures again. So it's
0: um, like the alley
1: outside your house.
0: <laughs> yes, he's somewhat obsessed with you. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, and uh, you basically are <clears throat> basically you're going to try to figure out all this stuff, and you need to find out who this killer is and you think you're in his house no shit um, <laughs> I yeah i know right <laughs> and then you hear a bunch of shit upstairs do you remember that uh, i yep. can't remember does thomas call you or sorry malcolm call you or no you your your directed upstairs it says i'll oh, go investigate the noise upstairs because that you haven't you hear already a, heard various noises upstairs. yeah you hear but you hear a, a glass window break yeah and when you get up there and up to the front door where also the <gasps> staircase is a piano slides down the staircase
1: Mm-hmm. and it blocks your path cool. <laughs> yes <laughs> you and it like. says
0: you need a fire axe and you're like i have been through this house top to bottom there are no fire axes well guess what sir you are in luck because almost immediately <laughs> as you're saying that to yourself in comes wave after wave after wave of various enemies with various weapons that you have to take out and i mostly just sat in the living room and just took them out as they bottlenecked their way through to me um It's not too many enemies, but you got the feeling that I I was pretty sure, and I didn't die, but if I had died, I probably would have had to restart the whole thing.
1: Treatment. uh the, or you don't you don't actually because i i did die on this section um and it, you they have a few a few mini checkpoints so oh okay. you, you don't have to do this this is quite grueling this section There's well the a lot checkpoints
0: the- were very few and far between for me though i wonder if there are more checkpoints on the 360 version and they didn't put as many in the pc maybe yeah because you can quick save i don't know but if you watch the video again anytime i quick save the game stutters slightly, and the quicksave thing is in the upper right hand corner and it's hilarious if you if you want to see how nervous I get like to see when I start quick saving like crazy. <laughs> the last level's the most egregious, but uh, anyway, but basically, yeah, after you kill about probably fifteen Quite 20 a guys lot of
1: them. yeah, it's, cr- it's
0: crazy one guy drops a fucking axe and you can chop <laughs> yeah, the, one <laughs> you can chop the thing down um, and you run up to a bedroom and what do you find? The torturer. Yep. He's up there. And the torturer was known for driving his victims mad and killing themselves. Mm-hmm. And he's killing himself. <laughs> well, I think he's dead already when you find him. He's, no, he's... remember? He lays down on a poker in front of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he puts it in his chest, and he's got a fire poker, and he lays down. And the, the killer, Mr. Killer X, who shows up, wants to... Um, wants him to kill himself that way and you Mm -hmm. kind of slide him you drag him off to the side you cover yourself in blood and you hold the thing and and sit down or stand up in the room and he thinks you're the torturer when he come in and Mm -hmm. he goes okay well i guess i'll have to kill you because you're the torturer and they do this little like wait for it yeah (laughs) wait for it um and then when you hit him you end up in a chase sequence throughout the house Mm -hmm. this guy can run faster than you it's It's all all
1: black and white and
0: And you only have an melee weapon. And this kind of pissed me off because this guy does a decent amount of damage to you. And you have to be able to block pretty well in this part. Mm -hmm. But uh, after a couple of lives, I managed to take him out. But it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. It it
1: was quite, I I felt it was quite a a well-designed section, though. It felt very incredibly tense. You know, you're literally walking Yeah, and it's it's
0: probably supposed to, right? This is the guy you've been chasing the whole time he's responsible for all this stuff. <laughs> you know,
1: I get it. <laughs> so, but, um, and you're about to land that final bloody thing, Finally, you've got this prick and then, then suddenly, uh, Malcolm whacks you in the head.
0: So yes, Malcolm knocks you out and explains to you that, uh, it's his, uh, his nephew Lee, uh, yeah, Leland. Yep. And, um, uh, and that he, he's like, you know, you just don't understand him, you know, give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, yeah, yeah, so you don't get it. (laughs) So, so then you wake up in chapter 10 and you're in a barn, you're in the barn, and I think is Leland down and Malcolm's got you tied up? Malcolm's got you tied up, yeah, and he's telling you about his nephew, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Leland gets up and knocks him out, and um. The and serial killer X also chops off your finger here. It's very, it's very subtle. That's it's very, right. Yeah.
1: Very small, but it does happen. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, because when he knocks out Malcolm, he has a discussion with you, chops off your finger, and then lights the barn on fire. Yep. And then you go into a scene that ah, uh, we don't know if it's real or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, it's I didn't I don't I didn't really care for this design because it's basically the objective is. Uh, find the source of the madness <laughs> That's actually what want this is where it just yep. get, it, it felt quite to me to me anyway it felt it it's a, like a level fro- from
0: a different game that ended yeah. up in condemned because they didn't want to end it with level nine now so here's the question I do want to devolve into real quick before we move forward. How comfortable would you have felt if the game ended at level nine
1: i yeah i mean it's a diff- it's a difficult one i I wouldn't have been too i would have, I would have been okay with it.
0: I would have, too. They would have had to cut out the earlier scenes. Yeah. Um, but I would have, too. I mean, maybe, obviously, just let it
1: run a little bit. Don't do the whole, like, Malcolm knocks you out kind of thing, maybe. and But, uh, but yeah, I would have been content with that. I mean, the the last level, to me, just
0: didn't... No, but just, let's say you beat up the guy, and yeah. Malcolm comes over. Instead of knocking you out, he convinces you to put the killer Dude. in his trunk, which is what ends up happening anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's and then you're driving of, yeah. to you're driving back to town and you make the decision. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would have been an effective ending. Mm -hmm. I like the 10th level, unlike you, or I really like the 10th level. I think it's awesome. But then what I wanted was a longer game and it could have been a longer game. That game's really only like eight hours long. Um, It could have been a longer game for the time. Think of Bioshock and whatnot. Mm-hmm. but they would have had to develop more levels with the madness and you would have kind of had to sink, sink into the yeah. madness. And I was even more upset that condemned two doesn't really do it either. No, <laughs> Condemn two goes back to bum fights, but you're now an alcoholic well, times 10. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, and so it, they never really delve into this. And now, like the more we're talking, I am going to reach out to monolith and see if I can get an email or a I would love to get an audio interview. I just don't think I am. Where they can maybe answer some of these questions about development. I think it's been far enough away. I'd like to see that. And I don't think anyone ever asked them that. I think condemned hit with lukewarm reception when it first came out and people tend to go back to it and now act like it was okay but at the time i feel like people were kind of shitting on it or maybe even now like i think maybe it sold okay but it did it it was just like a, a quick launch window game that people didn't pay too much mind of and now you hear more fans endearingly talking about it and of course all games press who've even talked about it if it's not part of their top 10 article where they've probably never even played the game then they're just like fuck it that game wasn't that good whatever it's a Sega game.
1: The game's been appreciated a lot more of age, I found. I yeah. To at the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, um, but uh, it seems like two different games. Again, there's yeah. some hints of this where I just want to ask them specifically these questions. What's the deal with the butcher? Why is he in there? And what was the plan going back? Were there supposed to be more people with this? What's the deal with level 10? Was the madness supposed to be something different? Was it supposed to give you any insider source? Because mm. it doesn't. And what's with all these crazy enemies that are just brand new that are suddenly introduced that, here? Yeah,
1: literally, yeah.
0: And then they are forfeit, right, at the end. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like there were two different plot lines working there and they just didn't get around to it and they had to ship the game. But I want to hear them say it, so let me, let me do some research and try to get you. those answers because I'd love to have them. And I feel like it wouldn't take a person at Monolith too much time if I could get someone high enough up to ask about it. But anyway... I think um,
1: if if they focused, if they just added a bit more about this madness stuff, if if there's more of it in the game, it would have felt better in place rather than just in this last level.
0: Yeah, like a handful of additional levels that kind of break it down, mm-hmm. try to figure out what's going on. Because then this level, so uh, your basic weapon that most people use in this level is what I used is the. Um, Piece of wood on fire. You have no taser here as well, which mentioned.
1: You can't. Oh yes. This, you are with taserless.
0: Yes, you cannot use the taser. Um, so I grab this board. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of dodging. It's a lot of blocking. Everybody has a lot of hit points, and then you've got these like paramount battles. So it's about three or four strings of fighting these big hulking guys. They kind of look like the Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they weren't that big of a deal. They're intimidating to look at. But once you learn their patterns, they're pretty good, even when they bunch up. Uh, you know, there's that one scene in the abandoned house where they all bunch up. I, I say abandoned house if you've not played the level. And again, you can go watch the video on any of this. It's actually a house that has no walls and the roofs off of it. There's basic parts of the frame. But you're basically outside, but you're in a house, you know, per se. <laughs> but I don't know. What did you think of these, these enemies?
1: Well, they're okay. It's, it's, it was a bit, they were a bit frustrating because this, this is the first time um, you're forced to obviously deal without your taser, which is something I've been using constantly by this point. Okay.
0: I get that. So. And again, the, you always get to like the brink of death and then find some pills yeah. or something. There is a little bit of that. And if you watch, like, I never die in this last level until the end part, um, but I'm always on the brink of it in this mm-hmm. level. Like, I just got lucky to not die along the way. And I do die, I think, once or twice, but not too often. But basically, <laughs> you fight a bunch of these big guys and maybe a handful of regular enemies. Uh, out of nowhere, they had two farmers with shotgun rifles That's or cool. assault rifles. I have no idea why, why they never come back. Um, but, uh, but you're fighting a bunch of these brutes along the way, and then eventually you'll get to, like, an open area where Rattlesnake baton guy comes out. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? And you fight yep. a couple of them. They're no big deal, but they definitely are the the toughest enemy. Yeah. Uh, do a lot of damage and stuff like that. But there's there's usually two or three pill bottles just sitting on a truck near you or something. Just so convenient, yeah. <laughs> you're doing okay. Um, and eventually you end up in, like, this abandoned house, which is, like, the root of the madness, apparently. Mm-hmm. There's a guy just hanging out in the rafters there. Yeah, and he's, like, all machine, right? He looked like some weird yeah. samurai like, center. Hell I <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, he
0: was pinhead, but not quite. Um, and he's all half machine. Like, suddenly it all went fucking Blade Runner. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and he <laughs> sends hordes after hordes of guys yep. <laughs> after you. And you're like, oh, really? This is what this is? They trap you in a small room and have you fight a bunch of guys. There's even a fire axe in the corner, but I, yep. I, I saw it once or twice, but I never managed to pick it up. Um, and you are given the usual, there's eight pill bottles there. You can use mm-hmm. them whenever you want to. Um, and this is where I spam the fuck out of the quick save. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> buzzing's back, Jam. We're almost there. Come on, okay. Buzzing. Be a trooper. It's going. It's going. It's still going. There we go. It's gone. So I don't know, what did you think about these, these waves of guys? I this, is, this is the point where you're like, oh, come on, just end already. <laughs> yes. Now, did you get a checkpoint after each wave of guys ended? Yes, you did, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you quite, didn't quite... in the PC, so that's really? it. Wow. Yes, yes. It, but it's fine, because you know what I did? I just quick saved after each mm-hmm. s- set of guys. So yeah, no, you did not get the same checkpoints then. Um, but uh, And then did you checkpoint when the guy finally jumps down and fights yep. you? Yep, okay, it did not checkpoint there either. That's all quick saves on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was down to no pillboxes when the guy jumped down. Abby yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I had full health. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you fight this guy. This guy's just kind of a more complicated version of the baton guys. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of a bitch. A little bit of a bitch. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say about him. Once you fight him... You have to rip his bits off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, blocking him doesn't work too well. I just stayed the fuck away from him and just got in some cheap licks when I could. Mm. And eventually, yeah, he'll drop to his knees and it says, grab shoulder. And this is where I was like, grab what? How do I... (laughs) I know, I I got confused here. I just kept hitting him, but that doesn't help. Actually, resets his um, sort of routine. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and I I demonstrate that in the video. (laughs) But eventually, yeah, you pull off a a bit from his back, like a nail out of his back. And he acts like this is a big deal, even though there's like 20 of them in his back. (laughs) Um, And he climbs up to the rafters where you go fight him there. And then you pull a nail off of him. And then he jumps down again. And don't you have to fight like a handful of little guys again. And then you go into another room and there's like a pillbox. And then you end up basically up on the roof where you fight him for the last time in kind of like a black and white portal on the roof. Yeah, the last
1: bit's like right on the roof, and uh, that's when you've got to get him for the final time.
0: Yep, and that one is where I die a ton of, a shit ton of times on the video. It's only about five minutes, but I probably die a dozen times. My mm-hmm. brother-in-law was watching me play, and he was just cracking up with how <laughs> pathetic it was. Um, but eventually you rip his jaw out. <laughs> that's it, yep, <yeah>, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get nothing. No explanation, no, no. no nothing. That's what bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> you just fade out, and the next shot, you're in the car like you would be. Yeah. With Malcolm just driving, as if nothing happened. We have no idea how Malcolm woke up, how he got yep. Ethan or just okay Logan. Or not good. Ethan. Yeah, how he got Ethan or how he got Leland. Mm-hmm. Um we don't even know that Leland's in the trunk at the time. Uh, it gets revealed in a moment. And you guys are just talking and Malcolm's basically telling you you've gotta run to the hills <laughs> and you're fucked. Um <laughs> And then you hear voices in the in the trunk, and you have him pull over. And I didn't hear anything, but you know Thomas acted like he heard something. Um, or it's Thomas, right? Uh, Ethan, you mean? Ethan, I'm sorry, yeah, Ethan. Ethan Thomas is his Ethan name, Thomas. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's double first names. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, Ethan hears something in the back, and you open the trunk, and there's the. Killer. He says, "Stop the car! <laughs> Stop the car! What the fuck!" What are you doing? You know, and so he's like, oh, we can rehabilitate him. And you can either let him live, leave. You can either let him live or shoot him. Um, If you want to shoot him, you have to pull the trigger during like the 10 seconds you're given. Yeah. Do you get to quick save here or do you just have to reload the checkpoint?
1: I need to have reload the checkpoint here. Okay, you
0: can quick save in the PC version with the gun in your hand. So Ah. you can just go back and do it. But there are no achievements to gain. No. And the well, reason that, there
1: is. Uh, if you spare him, there is. Uh, if you kill
0: him, it's not an achievement? No, if, you as sp- well. if, you sp- if you spare him, you get an achievement. At least on the, um, on the 360 you do. Oh, I thought you got an achievement for both. I thought you had to oh, spare oh, him and kill him. Hmm. And people always were like, oh, I have to run through the game twice. No, I, you just reload the, <laughs> checkpoint. Just the checkpoint, Yeah, yeah um, but uh, the downside and what really pisses me off, and this is another question I have, is it doesn't change the ending. No, it's exactly the same. It's crap. <laughs> and that's weird too, because there seem to be no consequences, right? The no next consequences, scene, yeah. you're in a diner, and Rosa comes over to you, and she's starting to talk to you about what's mm. going on, right? It's been months now. You come to find out that Malcolm was behind a huge conspiracy of a cult. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. They talk about how a cult's responsible for Drop all, all this. stuff on you, yeah. <laughs> so apparently all these weird mutants and guys you were fighting were just a cult, and maybe all of the bums were too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That's what they kind of suggest, <laughs> right? And you have a theory and you go to tell it and she writes on a napkin yeah. I'm wired and so you don't say anything. And then you go into the bathroom and throw up and then you become um, one of those big cenobites
1: Yeah, which was quite silly. <laughs>
0: was
1: just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was what the I, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I get it. It's supposed to be like, "Oh, you
0: oh, Ethan's damaged and just, you are but, insane." <laughs> um <laughs> But I hated it because yeah, we get to hear about Malcolm's undoing and all of this stuff with no cutscenes. It's chit chatted about, and it's a yep. pretty heavy point of the story, you know. Um, and we have no response from Malcolm if you shoot Leland. We mm. don't find out what happens to Leland if you don't. I don't know. It just seems if you, very. If you spare him, if you sp- if you spare him, he shoots himself. He takes the gun. That's right. Him. That's right. He does. So he dies anyway. Yep. <laughs> So that's a clever way for them not to have to write anything about what happens to Leland. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it all just seems rushed at the end. Yeah. Which might be the case. It could have been. Yeah. Because of- Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's why I want to write to monolith and see if I can't get some answers on the development there, um, you know, and just see, and maybe even get some insight on what they went into before condemned Two became what it was. What their thought process was going into that, right? Yeah, because uh, it seems very disjointed.
1: Yeah, I I, li- I like Condemned 2 for what it is, but I, it's it's not as special as this game, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's just all gameplay mm. for the most part, with a fucking awesome bear scene. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... But yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's Condemned: Criminal Origins. Um, I really rather quite like the game still.
1: I do, yeah. I still think it's fantastic.
0: The, the seams show a little bit, and I think by today's standard of first-person shooter, now that things have gotten... Mind you, this is before Call of Duty really takes off. Call yep. of Duty 2 comes out at the exact same time as this. Yeah. Um, and it was a PC franchise. So Call of Duty hasn't really hit its stride. In fact, Call of Duty, I don't know if you remember this, jam but Call of Duty wasn't a household name until 4.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I know that.
0: Yeah, three Treyarch's three was actually pretty heavily criticized. To this day, I've never played it. I picked it up recently. I've got it. Yeah, just too. to play it. Yeah, I went and visited one of our listeners, Alan, out mm-hmm. in Lincoln, Nebraska. And when I was there, he took me to this awesome shop that he worked at. Um, I think he works at it still. I can't remember. But he works there, uh, or he, he had worked there, and he took me to this awesome shop, and I bought Call of Duty three there because they had it for like five bucks or something. And it was in great. It's shape. very cheap, yeah. It's very. And uh, but I've just never gotten around to playing it. I wanted to play it on PS three because I have all the Call of Duties on PS three, but uh, um, it doesn't have any trophies or achievements. This predates trophies. So wow, wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so does Call of Duty four, but Call of Duty four might have them. But yeah, yeah. I think World no, at War you know, might have been the first games one. Old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> and they didn't patch them back in, you know. No. I think I think Resistance had them patched back in, but uh, I or... know Metal Gear did. Yeah. Um but we should point out that this game comes out before Call of Duty's a household name. Before mm-hmm. Battlefield at this time Battlefield was Battlefield 2. It was not Bad Company or anything like that. It was more of yeah. the big war set piece with vehicles and stuff battlefield 2 is a very different beast yes yeah um and this predates bioshock which granted system shock 2 is very much bioshock in a different atmosphere but system shock was a pc niche title bioshock became more of a household name as well and really kind of nabs this mechanic you know Mm -hmm. with a couple of additions um and, uh, and this predates that as well. So Condemned is much like Sega's MO, a little before of its, bef- ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, and first-person games required you to get a lot more aggressive and a lot more intense and a lot more pushing forward, right? Call of Duty flat-out forces you to push forward. You'll have an infinite spawns in a lot of levels until you move through this invisible you know, line. And because of that, I think we're better equipped for a game like Condemned nowadays. But back when it first came out, like, even Gears wasn't out yet, I don't think. Um, I think it comes out this same holiday season. Like, you're not used to having to push the line. And so having these guys just running at you constantly, like, forcing to attack was a very jarring experience for me back then. Um, But going through it now, like, I'm as aggressive as they are, so it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. But... I remember this game taking me forever. I remember level 10 taking me forever. Like two hours the first time I played this game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. My first time through that, this game, it was like 12, 15 hours. Like it took me forever to get this. I would say, this. yeah,
1: that's probably the same. Yeah, if, I, I would agree with that.
0: So, um, but it's a really cool game. And Voss did reach out and say, you, dead birds are the collectibles, really? Yeah. I thought <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good too. Um, but Anyway. Uh yeah, so that's that's condemned again. Lots of good ideas. It just doesn't. It sells itself short on a lot of them. Mm. Um, but the gameplay's rock solid.
1: Absolutely. It, I
0: think I, it was just, despite its linearity, as well,
1: I, I thoroughly enjoyed revisiting this game. It was really just kind. Of, it's
0: still tense and scary. That's what yeah. I still like about it. I still only played it in the dark, though. Mm. The only way to play. Oh, you got it. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. And if you anyway. can't, put headphones on for it. yes well and i had 5.1 but that's pretty much the same thing um but uh all right well so that wraps it up hope you enjoyed it uh we're coming back next week we're doing sega arcade classics yeah So we're gonna have the chat in there it is now gearing up for um the holidays so i don't know about you jam but i have a lot of fucking modern games to play um this is a very important time for there are a lot of times like halloween and stuff where the retro games get the focus (laughs) <laughs> Not so much the case as we wrap up the end of the year and some big games coming out. So we're going to have some very entertaining and very informative episodes. But the podcast and a couple of the video shows are going to be the brunt of at least content coming from me as I try to grind through these really long games uh, as I wrap it up. But we will definitely keep up the, the game club and everything like that. And I hope to even have another episode of Cron CD out by the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure you've got a bunch of stuff in store for us as well. I do. I've got
1: got. Another, I've got another series of articles that will be going, especially for November period, which um, which which is funny because we we briefly talked about uh, it's a, a small little hint. We talked about the World War Call of Duty, so it might it might possibly be linked to that theme. Ah, we'll excellent. <laughs> so, and I
0: might chime in there too. But you can probably expect a decent amount of written articles for the content going up to the end of the year, um, and nothing too traditionally reviewy or anything. But uh, but yeah, so. Definitely uh, check those out. Um, I don't think I will keep up with Lost Treasures of Gaming, but Retro Game Night uh, probably is on hold for a while as I do that. Um, however, videos will still be going live because what's our next game club? Our next game club is Tomb Raider. But yes.
1: we're, we're, we're extending it to a few versions. So it's the original PlayStation 1 version,
0: the PC version,
1: but also Tomb There's Raider Saturn Anniversary. Saturn version as well. Oh, yeah, this is our version as well. I forgot about that one.
0: (laughs) It's actually apparently better better looking slightly than the PlayStation version. But, again, that's one of those things where, like, you look at two blurry screens and you're like, I (laughs) can't tell the difference. Same thing with Resident Evil. I just can't tell. Yeah. Anyway. So for the, for the real brave, you know, try um Basically,
1: Tomb Raider, we, we joked about this, I think, on the last podcast with people in the chat mm-hmm. about this game um, in its original version and anniversary version is available with everything. I mean, Anniversary is on
0: 360, Wii, PlayStation 2, PSP, PC, yep. I think,
1: and PS3. Yes, and, yeah. <laughs> it
0: is on PC. Um, you can get Tomb Raider 1 on PC and on um And Anniversary. I think they're also on Good Old Games. And I think the Good Old Games version is what's on Steam now. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's even crazy hacks. You can get Tomb Raider 1, the original, in up to 4K resolution. Just Google how to get modern resolutions on that, and they'll show you how. It's this little, like, patch uh, of this program. But it's very playable in all those versions. Um, But you're going to have to do some modifications to get it on modern-day screens. Um, And then there is a tomb raider collection on steam that's like a 100 bucks or something and i actually bought it but it was on sale for like 20. as
1: i was gonna say yeah it sounds like a sale item there
0: so it's also on ps1 psn classics you can play it on a psp a Vita, or um yep. the original or a ps3 actually you can throw the playstation 1 disc yeah, into any can. ps3 and it'll play so you've kind of got a million ways to play this game pretty much um, i was gonna, probably a now, bit of
1: a caution just for because yes. i've already
0: started playing this game is anyone that's
1: I really only really recommend the PlayStation One and the Sound Version to the hardcore Tomb Raider fans. If you're new to this, really, I str- and I rarely say this, go for the PC version because <laughs> it's got quick save, right? Yeah, because you of can save anywhere, yeah. which is a, for this sort of game that is a lifesaver. And it's not, it's not because it's sort of. It's, it's more to avoid frustration for people. It's not because of overly difficulty. It's just more just for rage quitting purposes. So.
0: And I may jack around with the original a little bit. I actually have it on Saturn. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, that, I, would, I would love to see if you can get some footage of that. See yeah, day. I'll get some yeah. footage
0: of the first couple of levels, but I'm going to be playing through this on anniversary. And again, like I talked about before, I will do a commentary video and then a no commentary video as well. Uh, I'm not going to be starting anniversary till a little bit later in, this, in the month. I'll probably be starting it about a, uh, November 10th. Ish, which I know a lot of big games are coming out that day, but that's about when I've got it. Up and until that point, I have to try to grind out Div- Divinity: Original Sin as many hours as I can in in the next ten days. So that's what I'm going to be doing till then. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But I'll try to get footage of. I'll do a I'll do a retro game night or something of the. Mm-hmm. Of the the Saturn version for a couple of hours just to check it out. Uh, maybe I'll even stream it. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, Tomb Raider. I'm going to be playing Anniversary. Jam's going to be playing the original and possibly Anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will come together for that. That'll be an extra credit though. Next next holiday season, just after Thanksgiving. So <clears throat> anyway, so stay tuned for the Sega Arcade Classics Part Two this coming uh, this next week, uh, the second week in November. Uh, I think it's the ninth. And then we will unravel the rest of them as the month goes along. Sounds good. All right. Well, with that, Ethan and Jam and I say peace (laughs) out.